ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. Welcome to Practice Dummies. I'm Bryce Murchie. Charles Taylor. 2023, man. I don't have any New Year's resolutions, and I feel great. They're pointless. I hate them. But uh, 23, year of the MJ. Uh, I think it's. I think we should start marking time differently in our country. You know, year of the dragon, year of the mouse rat, or whatever the fuck. And now we got, uh, you know, let's just go by our own. Let's go mm. by our heroes here in this country. Let's just call it year of the MJ. That's all I'm going to be able to think about. Hey, man. I, I can get behind that. It's a championship year. 23 is a nice number. Yeah. And it's probably just because of Michael Jordan. I sound yeah. I sound basic saying that, but I, I can't help it. Hey, shit. It's mindset, if anything, as far as, yeah, resolutions being bullshit. Because if you have to wait for a year to change to make a change, I think you're kidding yourself. But yeah. if anything, we could have, yeah, have some fun with it. It can't be healthy, right? To be like, all right, on this day, at this time, I'm going to stop being a piece of shit. No. <laughs> it's like, can you, I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're serious about a change, you got to do it. Just, you do it probably instantly. Yeah. Right? You start working, you start working towards that, not just, yeah, well, I'm going to pick this day because it's, that's fleeting, man. It's, yeah, you, <laughs> you're using, you're using the new year to almost force you into a habit instead of using your own willpower. And that's. That can only take you so far, which is why so many resolutions fail, unfortunately. It's too much pressure for a lot of people, probably, because they think they got to, all right, this is my new life. This is my new schedule. This is my new this and that. And it's just, it's too much. No. It really is too much. If you're going to make a change, I mean, take a few months to plan it out and then like, maybe do it that way. And then make it realistic, you know? Yeah. like I think one of the biggest things is obviously the, the gym is where everyone, you know, this is the time where the gyms get packed and... I'm not one of those guys that gets upset because there's a bunch of people like I'm always right. interested each year. Like it's almost and this is going to sound silly, but it's almost like boot camp. You know, it's like who's going to who's going to stick it out? Because there's always oh, one, two or three people that, you know, actually yeah. stick it out. They they want to stay there. You'll see them make changes. And I always like that because I think there's a there's a few people over the years, you know, because I've been at the same gym for a while. So. Um, I've seen them kind of make their little gains and their strides. And it's like, bro, that's, I can respect that. You know, always, I always respect that. No, no one, no one gets clowned in the gym. If you're there, it's like, this is, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, so many people are scared to get judged and it's just not, that's not reality. That's not what happens. Unless you're going to fuck off. Like, unless, unless you're just, <laughs> unless you're there, yeah. like, and you're like, it's one thing to be learning how to use a machine. It's a whole different thing to, just sit there and not do anything, you know, where he's just playing on the phone for an exorbitant amount of time. Don't mind if you're switching a song or something like that, cool in between, or you're learning the etiquette. Mm -hmm. But there's times where if there's like younger college kids or, you know, high school kids that don't lift at their school or something like that, it's like, all right, all four of y'all don't need to take selfies on, you know, the machine or whatever. It's like, come on now. That's the only, that's the only time where, Let's get it going. Do you right. do you ever go up and give like unsolicited advice to anyone? I don't talk to anyone at the gym, whether I see them doing something wrong or not. Do you ever approach people if you see if you see them doing something wrong or if they're on a machine too long? 
Uh, unless I'm unless I've been asked or it's someone that I know, right? Like, cause there's a couple just going back to like the high school kids. There's a couple younger kids that I see in there that I've talked to. They, you know, I've I'll see them downtown or something like that if I'm selling tacos on the weekend. So yeah, I'll be like, bruh, you are like he benching and he's just throwing his back out doing. I'm like, come on, man, I drop the weight a little bit and you know and lift that way. Outside of that, I'm not yeah. I'm not, hey, 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 hey. Like, no. You don't understand, Charles. These guys got to get big. They just watch their Athlean X videos, and they're trying to get huge. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is killing your gains. <laughs> I know. Oh, so many bad angles I see guys. to. I Again, I, but I don't, I don't say shit. I just man. let everyone take their journey however they want to, whether they're killing their shoulders or not. Because, yeah, I mean, I'll, the thing for me, too, I won't pretend like I know it all either. Like, I'm not a trainer. I'm not. I'm... I just like being in the gym. So for me to act like I have this crazy wealth of knowledge, I don't think that's true. You kind of do. Mean, You're, you seem like a science, like a gym scientist to me sometimes. I just, I'll watch stuff. I'll read studies and different things like that. But I, That's uh, the difference. You actually read stuff. I just go in and do it. <laughs> <laughs> but also like... Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm tr- I'm on this journey just like everybody else. You're you're like at the finish line though. You're no. you're like done. No, you're man. pretty much done. I have some goals that I still want to hit. That no, I'm, get the I'm fuck out of go- here. I'm not close to yet. No, 2020. This is the year where you don't have to make any goals. You don't have to make any changes. Oh, no, no, I'm do- I'm doing the anti-resolution this year. Actually, I the clock struck midnight last night, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna be the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm all the changes that I needed to make or that I've been making. Had yeah, did not change come the first of the month. I want to go but backwards. I want to like get out of shape. Everybody, <laughs> I've actually thought about doing a uh, fit to fat, back to fit. Just oh, but I don't want to do that. To you me. just want to take I, your cholesterol on a roller coaster ride. No, I just I wanted to do it, um, just kind of as like a content piece to see, <laughs> yeah. just to see, just to track it. Cause man, this whole, I don't know. I don't like this whole body positivity thing. Obviously I'm not going to go in and change that by any mean. By but getting, by getting fat and showing what it's like to it's just, get fit again. It's doable. You know, like the fact, the fact that we make it seem as though like, Oh, if you're fit or it's, you can't do it or it's super ex- or expensive to do. It's like, that's, that's not true. Weightlifting has origins in white supremacy, Charles. I don't <laughs> I know if you saw that. That's, you got to be careful, I didn't want to jump right at <laughs> you gotta be careful. right into that. But yeah, the fact that health and fitness is somehow racially motivated is like, get miss me with that. We're uh, one step closer to me calling the ADL on you and them actually showing up. <laughs> I don't know if they have hey, a hotline. Man. I don't know if they have like uh, if they have like little electric vehicles like Domino's driving around every neighborhood. But I'll get them here. I guess I'm Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I guess me wanting people to be fit. That's the thing we we talk about mental health so much and don't even talk about physical health. I guarantee you, if seventy eight percent of our country wasn't overweight, if forty eight percent or whatever the number is wasn't morbidly obese, our mental health issues would be a lot different. But to act or to mention mental health without physical health is miss me with that. I don't want. I don't want to hear it. Everybody just got to read like Charles. No. What are you reading lately? What am I reading? Nothing. Good. Good. See, you're on a good. You're, this is the road. This is the anti-resolution. Do less reading. Just go with your gut, man. See, I don't read that much, anyways. Okay. But I've wanted. I mean, there's times where 
Actually, the one time I think I read like three books in a week was the week where I went on that seven day no or mm. seven day fast, no electronics or anything like that. Yeah, you're fast. Yeah, uh, I think I read. Yeah, read three books that week. That week I read Nick Saban's book or one of his books. I think I read just for the laugh. I read one of Nick Offerman's books. I reread Rich Dad Poor Dad, and then. I went like halfway through Think and Grow Rich. Nice. Nice. Which I'd already which I've already I'd already read, but it was just kinda been that's the only time I could say, yeah, I sat down and just like read read, which I wish I could do more, but I'm not I ain't there yet. Awesome. But again, don't feel any pressure. There's no need to read books. Which is which is why I'm like <laughs> I'm not we're not, I'm anal- not sweating. We're not analytics thinkers here. Speaking of analytics thinkers, uh I yes. I kinda well I kind of got a kick out of Jim Harbaugh's timeout management last night in the uh, well in the fifty-one forty-five I think loss that they had to your boy Duggan and TCU. Damn right. Um, he had for those who watched, and you you're probably listening to this if you watched it, but Harbaugh held on to all three timeouts uh, for TCU's last possession, so they were on defense, and a lot of people, especially in social media, didn't quite understand. Their anxiety's up at a 10, 11. Yep. They don't understand why Harbaugh's not calling these timeouts, but you played and you, you know, I, I immediately texted you saying, like, this makes sense. Like, why is everyone freaking out? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. When you texted me, cause I don't, I didn't hop quick right on the internet right away. So I didn't see like the reaction um, that you might have seen. But for people to act like, yeah, it was crazy. If he calls that timeout before he st- uh, before that first down, as soon as they get that first down the uh, on that next play, he's down to two timeouts. So then he doesn't control when the clock stops on that third down, and basically TCU either can run the clock out, or they're hoping that TCU is going to throw the ball, which that's not going to happen. Uh-oh. So the fact that he held on to that and waits for that new set of downs, he forces TCU to actually have to use the play co- use the play clock instead of just game clock. So that first down, you can call the timeout. Second down, third down, you call the timeout. Because if you go first or third down, call that timeout, as soon as you get that first down, he's game's over. So it was a piece of him thinking like, hey, they very well could just get this first down on us, this, you know, this possession here. So that's, does that go into his calculation? Yeah, that, you that's basically what I are saying they're too close to getting this first down to use the timeouts. You're, you're basically banking on them getting the first down. So you're yeah. saying, hey, let's get to that new set of downs, even though it's going to be a yard or two. All you need, because that's all they needed. So if you save that, let them get the first down. You have a new set of downs. All right, cool. It's basically a new running clock. You still have enough time to, you know, get the ball back. Even though you're not going to have your timeouts either way, you still maximize when you get to control when the clock stops, basically, instead of leaving it in the hands of TCU and they get the chance to run a little bit more clock. Yeah, and, and, and it worked. You got the They got the ball back with a yep. little less than a minute or something like that. Uh, the rest of it didn't work out. Uh, Harbaugh is, uh, came up short again, but... Um, He's I'd, honestly he's he's not headed for the NFL at any moment. I saw some people saying that too. He's he's staying at Michigan until he can win that thing. Yeah. Outside of them getting blown out like it looked for a little bit, I think that would have been the only the only reason or only way you say hey he's gone. But I think even last year, 
I think even him re-signing his contract was, hey, we're not going to be doing this thing where every other year you're in talks to leave. So I think he really wants to win one for Michigan. I think now that they hit a nice little win streak against uh, Michigan or against uh, Ohio State and they have Ohio State at home next year, it's like you don't. I don't think you leave now. I think uh, I think JJ JJ's coming back, right? He's only s- sophomore. I'm not sure. These Michigan quarterbacks all blend together to me yeah, now. Yeah, I think he's a sophomore. I think they're coming back, but also this was their best. I mean, this is one of their best teams ever. So yeah, for them this was going to be their best chance. So that's that's what really sucks about it. For them, I'm fucking happy. Um, Hell yeah, I mean, TCU, you, baby. You, you were, yeah, you were like a surprise TCU fan. I uh, I never yeah, knew this man. much. This uh, much uh, TCU ran through your blood before. Love. Your boy Duggan is a gamer. He looks like that Red kid Rocket from Spy 2. Kids, 2.0, baby. He looks like Junie from Spy Kids. Yeah. But no, yeah, TCU because I was a Ladanian Tomlinson fan back mm-hmm. in the day as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being an Andy Dalton fan. Uh, the year, what was it, 2011, the year they beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Andy Dalton fan. Like, Did you just say Andy Dalton fan? You're yeah, probably the man. only person in the country oh, who man, says I love, Andy Dalton fan. Dude, I watched I watched that guy's entire career in Cincinnati. And, and then by the end, you were like, oh, no. <laughs> no, man. So here's my thing. I I still think he kind of got the short end of the stick when they were really— If you go back and watch— their playoff games or the end of the season games. AJ Green's one of the best receivers of his generation. He had him in, I think, one of those playoff games. Every other time, he either had a foot injury, ankle injury, he was out. They were minutes away from getting their perfect, does what he does. Like, there's so many random instances. Like, Andy Dalton was a very good quarterback. Like, there's stats coming out now about Derek Carr. How many games he's lo- he's lost more games in a nine year career than anybody, so that in turn, look at all the things that Andy was able to do under Marvin Lewis in the Cincinnati organization that barely is going to have money to pay Burrow and some of the stuff that they're mm-hmm. doing now. So for people to act as though he's some scrub, I don't really like that. I think the numbers show a little bit more than that, and also if you look back at some of those games. He played well enough to have some to have a few more playoff wins on his resume, and that's probably a little biased, but numbers would definitely show that. Yeah, but again, we don't do numbers, so I mean, just I'm glad you brought up Derek Carr because I don't care what numbers anyone any Derek Carr fan brings up. I'm still struggling to figure out what the fuck Derek Carr offers your team. He's been in the league for what feels like. I want to get the number right here. I want to say 38 years. He's been a starting quarterback, right and, he hasn't, and he hasn't done anything uh, significant. I don't get. I don't get it. He had one MVP-like year, broke his leg. That was the year. I think, honestly, if he doesn't break his leg. When was this? This was 20, oh, man. MVP. 2014. He came in the league in 2014, I think. A couple years after that. Um, it was the year the Texans ended up playing the Patriots in like the divisional round or something like that. Oh, gross. And we ended up being, but we should have played. The Raiders, and I think if we played them that year, they they would have beat us. They were a lot better team. Like a tuck rule revenge game? But yeah. Oh, you know uh, what? Derek I'm... Carr scrambling, and yeah, breaks his foot. Mm, okay. But no, he he was having a phenomenal year and then never really bounced back to, Af- or bounced back to that height after that. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Outside of that, though, he hasn't really done much, and he's been surrounded... Buy some things at times. I, I definitely don't hate Derek Carr. I just don't like him. 
I don't know what it is, but he looks like a he looks like a, a junior high bully in 2006. I don't know what it is about him, and I he just he doesn't have the right. I don't know if it's his attitude or his look or his personality. He's just I don't I don't see anything like great about him ever. I think he's. I mean, I definitely think he's a good guy. I think guys. I mean, guys want to play around him. I don't think you hear anyone talk bad about him as their leader or anything like that. I don't hear anything spectacular though. I just. They were there's so many times where they were in games that they shouldn't have been in and then they lose games that they shouldn't lose. His biggest cheerleader is definitely Cowherd. Cowherd definitely tries to make it or tries to soften a lot of the things that go wrong for the Raiders by saying Carr is their only life preserver and shit like that. But I mean, if you look back in the past few, uh, just go the past nine, eight years, who who else would have been better? If you didn't have I mean, obviously you can throw up some of these. You know, draft picks, if they would have gotten rid of him, maybe. Don't hire Mike Mayock, first of all. But, then maybe he would have had an answer. <laughs> that would have been step but, one. I don't know. I think that quarterback carousel looks a lot more appealing from the outside looking in when you have a guy who's service, when you have a guy that's serviceable in this in between. Because that's the same thing with yeah. the Vikings and Kirk Cousin. Yeah. You know, um, they, uh, what was I going to say? He, of course, going back to the goofy little stats, but he has like five straight 25-plus touchdown seasons, but people act like he can't throw the ball. Those Vikings O-lines have been terrible. Like there's, He's been the reason they've won more games than lost, mm-hmm. but he still has this persona. It's like, okay, who would you rather have? Mm. Okay, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. How many times is he going to fall into your lap? Okay, Patrick Mahomes. How many times does that fall into your lap? Like, is a lot easier said to, oh, yeah, we're just going to go get somebody else. Yeah. Denver's going through that right now. Browns are going through that right now where it doesn't just, it, don't, it doesn't change that quickly. When, so Derek Carr leads the league in interceptions at 14, I think the number is. When I heard that, I was like, am I crazy? Like, that doesn't sound like that many. No. I feel like we've seen three times that amount, twice that amount before, yeah. not too long ago. Uh, so I, I don't know how many touchdowns he's thrown, but uh, this. This benching, quote unquote, it's like more than a benching. He's like gone from the team. Yeah, he's out of the building for yeah. the last couple of weeks, basically. So what? They don't pay him forty million dollars or something like that. I get it. he's get, if he gets he's injured, got money, but I don't know what the deal is now. Yeah, because if he had if he got injured, he was basically guaranteed his forty million dollars. Okay, but also kicking him out of the facility is like, what is he gonna do? <laughs> Tear his ACL <laughs> on yes. purpose? Tyrus Thomas once tore his meniscus in a nap. I would ne- I never forgot that. So don't don't no. I mean Chicago yeah, Chicago guy tore his ACL in his celebration. Mm-hmm. Lamar Houston. Yeah. Uh you brought up quarter- trying to do the belt or whatever. Something like that. It was but it wasn't even against Aaron. It was in the fuck it was against New England. Yeah. It was it was at Foxborough. I don't <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. Uh what 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 else do you catch up on? I know uh Tua kind of popped back into the news. Sometime yeah. last, like late last week, um, it was yeah, it was after the Packers. It was the Monday after the Packers Miami game. Okay, so early last week. Yeah, he basically was put into a concussion protocol on Monday. McDaniel was going over film with him, and apparently Tua was struggling to remember certain things. And McDaniel was like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's what the reports are." And then. Um, I guess some random guy on the internet basically circled in a play, so no one actually knows the play itself, 
but there's a play where he gets kind of wrapped up by his ankles, you know, kind of that normal play where you fall backward, but there's some whiplash. He hits his head on the back of the turf, and then to end the game, basically three straight drives, three interceptions. The last one's kind of really bad. I think two out of the three were almost punts, basically. But in the interview, I guess, at the or in the interview at the end, he says, oh, I think, I guess I heard a call wrong or something like that, or there was some miscommunication. And so they're maybe pointing to that as though he didn't get it, get it right or get, there was clear miscommunication there. And then Monday now, there also seems like there's some stuff off. So then he got put into the protocol. My thing is the fact that people are like, oh, Tua should retire. This should be the end of his career. I'm like, Hold on, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Is that like a couple like Twitter doctors where, you know, they got the MD at the end, but it's like, you know, judging by the tape, I think his career is over. Uh, I don't know if it's more professional. It's more some of the talking heads. And then, yeah, like fans and stuff like that, which is, I think, speaks to a bigger, not issue, but when you want to grow the game so much that obviously you're casual fans, there's certain things that, look worse but it's like okay we don't we don't say ufc fighters that have been knocked out two three times in a year or something like that they should end their career if you say hey maybe take some time off for the season i still don't think so but i'm a little more up to you know maybe line up on that side but to be like oh nope he should be done i think that's an opinion one coming from a place of Maybe you weren't ever an athlete, and not to say that I am athlete trademark. <laughs> <laughs> more more than an athlete trademark. And shit, I was a scrub, but still that mentality of, bro, my guys are out there and I can play, and I'm not going to like again. Am I saying you throw all of your health away for for everything? No, but there is, you don't get to be where these guys are, and yeah, he's just gonna throw that away. For a con- I don't yeah I don't think so I could be wrong probably he's not going what do anywhere. I know but that I didn't I didn't enjoy seeing that take I think that was kind of silly not to sound snarky but I think casual fans are rough they I don't want to say ruin the experience Charles but uh, I anybody who just spent like the holidays with like family and other relatives like uh, just watching these games and they're like oh come on what is Chicago doing and I'm just like. I don't have time to explain the intricacies of tanking to everybody, so I just kind of <laughs> just sit there, you know? This and is why we watch, yeah, our team's games <laughs> by ourselves. Or, yeah. I wake up every morning with my number 31 foam finger, not number one. Like, I can't, I, you know, it's just hard to explain these things to, to people, uh, but, you know, I just, I keep my mouth shut. Yep. I get that. Uh, that's why if I'm watching, yeah, sports, it's usually a team I'm not invested in if I'm watching it with people because... I don't care about your take. You probably don't care about mine. It's just, it blow it blows their mind when you reveal to them. It's like no, no, no. We don't actually want the win here. And it, you you tell them as if you just said the sky was orange, <laughs> and and burnt toast is good and all that shit. You know, like they can't they can't get with it. And I I almost feel bad for bringing it up because they think that like I'm the idiot. Like no, no, no. You play to win, right? And I just it, and that's where I just stopped. a couple years ago. I just stopped trying. This time of year might actually be my favorite as far as football goes because you get to watch the best college teams and best college players go at it. Yep. You get to see the playoff picture 
finalize in these last two weeks, and you also get to see the draft order finalize in these last few weeks. So you got a lot going on at the same time. A lot of chips falling in place. And I know it sounds weird, but like once the playoffs start, like it's great football, but there's not as much of it. So these mm-hmm. these last two weeks, like it's such a it's a gift from God that we get this extra week now because it's almost it, this last two weeks is almost like a mini season in and of itself. Yeah, I mean realistically, what it is January first, we have. What thirty something days left of football, and not obviously not every day is full to football. But man, there are some dark times ahead. <laughs> I know, pretty bad <laughs> for the most part. Um, After I mark my winters with um, whenever the World Series ends, that's when winter officially begins, and then whenever NFL free agency opens, that's when in my mind that's when winter ends. Even if it's still shitty out in my mind, I'm mentally in spring. When that happens. See, winter for me is right after the Super Bowl. It's like, fuck. All right, there's football. So real. <laughs> winter <laughs> begins at the end of the Super Bowl for you? Yeah. Wow, you must, you're, you got tough skin then. Like, because I, I noticed winter in October. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, this year's a little different. We got that, you know, quick dump, quick dump of snow. Yeah. But usually temperatures will come down and stuff like that. But the sun's still coming out and... You know, in between, it sucked this year. But, yeah, normally, once football's done, it's like, fuck, I'm not looking forward to anything this weekend. Mm. It's like, oh, the outlook is a little bit more dreary. Yeah. And then draft is like the end of the end of winter for me. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can go with that. It's just that February, I mean, February, that's when winter's, like, reaching its final form, right? That's when it's at its worst, right? I think that's when it's, I think it, yeah, that's when winter That's when you finally notice it. Yeah. That's when you notice it. You're just, you're just that calloused and that, like, hardened. Mm-hmm. You you don't notice it until it's at its very worst. Because, yeah, d- during football, still, you're still moving around. You're, like, you're headed to someone's place, at least watching football on Sunday or Monday. Oh, and then okay. it's Thursday, you. so you're still moving around. So Movement is life. That's what you're about. Yeah, there is an actual thing, yeah, yeah. that you can schedule and. And you can still do that once football is over, but it's it's less of a, oh, we already know, like, for the next 17 weeks, there's something that I could plan a schedule around. That Monday after the Super Bowl, I think we need to raise awareness around the country, like, maybe even, like, make it like a vitamin D day. You know, like, everybody go to your local pharmacy and, and load up. We know this sucks. <laughs> we know we know football's over, and then the worst of winter is here. Like, we're getting punched. We're getting two punches in the face Get some on, at the same time. Get you know. Just, we we'll need punch to punch that dopamine. That really, <laughs> someone needs to step up, whether it's Nature Made or CVS. Somebody fucking step up for that Monday. Make it like a national, you know, everybody check your levels day, because this is going to be tough. Yeah. Okay, you Especially in the Midwest. You can only hold yourself <laughs> over with the Combine and Draft Talk so much. Like, yeah. y- you need something else, okay? Start it. Actually, you know what? You can start a resolution that day. I would actually be okay with people starting New Year's resolutions, quote-unquote, the Monday after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because we could all use it. We all need a reset. Yeah. I'll actually soften my rule just for that. Just binge that. Day. Yeah, you'd binge that day before. You might as well. Because, yeah, like I said, dark days ahead. Yes, I mean, maybe there is a. Re- I don't know if I had to think of one resolution. I want to. I want to learn to play some kind of instrument. If I had to come up with a resolution, which would kill me to come up with, if I had to, I maybe want to learn to play the keys, yeah. play the piano or something. Get like a cheap Casio keyboard or as cheap as I can find, and maybe start that. But that thing, that's that's killer on the thumbs. And I didn't realize. I mean, fucking these sp- these right here. Spoiler alert: You need to use your fingers for these, piano, but the pinkies right and thumbs. Here, Oh, dude. To extend, and that's usually the least amount of dexterity as far as being able to get this out here, 
because there's a lot that you can do if you can get out here instead of moving all the way here. Like I, I played a little bit, not enough to be good, mm. but yeah, that right there is the the mofo. Same with kind of the guitar, and sometimes if you're gonna like uh, you're not gonna play with a pick if you're gonna like finger strum or finger strum, strut, finger your struts. <laughs> finger strum. That's your resolution. More finger strumming. <laughs> that is yeah, that's hard. So you didn't play anything growing up at all? Nothing, dude. I fa- I mean, I kind of failed third grade when they brought us all down separately to see if we could join a uh, band. And they had us test all a bunch of different mouthpieces, which sounds dirty. They had us test mouthpieces. Uh-huh. But they, uh, they, the key is you're supposed to blow out of your mouth without puffing up your cheeks. And I, my nine-year-old, eight-year-old self just couldn't <laughs> figure that out. I felt like an idiot. <laughs> but no, that was the, you know, they brought us down to this, this one room far away and the music teacher made us put things in our mouth man and i didn't like it i got away <laughs> i got out of there as soon as i Run. could <laughs> mr mr shown something a dude who play dude actually was a good musician he played drums for uh what the fuck is veggie tales you know oh, he was in the ve- yeah. he was in veggie tales band that's dope yeah. that is that's that's some talent for sure I know you were you were more musically inclined than I was. I mean, it always sound. I always think I want to be musically inclined. It's just when I look at it, I'm like, that sounds like work. Yeah, man. I I wish I would have stayed with it a little bit longer because I ended up switching to choir uh, in high school. Yeah, I was in band all throughout like middle school and whatnot, and then high school switched to uh, choir because when the, I was playing football, so like the band would have to like play during halftime. Like I had one one of our O linemen would like play really every once in a while. Yeah, he'd have to go out there. He would like play and then come in. Like there was some weird, there was some weird shit. Every oh once shit! In a while. I was like, I'm not doing shit like that. He's got and, his he's got his tuba in the locker room. You're right, coach. Let's fucking get it. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, it is cool though to like yeah when someone can sit down. Strum on the guitar, and it sounds great. Can you sing? Can you still sing? No. I mean, I'll mess around and I'll like I'll sing when I'm just hanging out at home or oh. messing around. But I don't even think I was a good singer when I was in choir. I just don't mind. I think I was in like a choir like for like a for like a month or two in fourth grade or something. I just kind of blended in with everyone else. I yeah. didn't. <laughs> that's the key. Isn't that the key in a choir? Like, you don't don't ever be like, don't ever stick out. Just try sometimes, to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes just be part of the instrument. Like, yeah. Sometimes I would just move my mouth. <laughs> hey, yeah. My, uh, my teacher, if you forget the words, just mouth watermelon. Watermelon? Yeah. What, over and over? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Like if what, is, that just, code? is that code for something? No, nah, like if you're just going through, like if you're going through a song and you just happen to forget, yeah, you just, you still. Um, you're still making like your facial impressions and different things like that. But as you try to gather yourself, she'd be like, yeah, just. Just watermelon, watermelon. Oh my God. Yeah. So it, I mean. Is that what Ashley Simpson was doing when she got caught lip syncing SNL a couple years ago? She was just singing watermelon and dancing around. Hey, shit. If it it works. Is that what was going on? But I don't think I ever had to. I don't think I ever had to do it. Mm. But that, I know. now, now it's just your safety word. <laughs> it's watermelon. Mm-hmm. Watermelon will be our safety word. If we run out of stuff to talk about, we'll just say watermelon and to each other. Game, <laughs> game over. We'll game over. Oh man, choir was hilarious though. 
<laughs> as an athlete being in choir was it was hilarious. It was like a real glee episode, right? Like you're the fish out of water almost. Yeah. I mean there's a few there's a few of us. There wasn't a lot. I think maybe my junior year there was maybe three, two or three football players. And then my senior year, I think I think me. Yeah, I think there was like two. Were they big? Two could they could they like bring the base or whatever one, it's called? One guy, actually a two D lineman. There you go. And then my small ass. There you go. You're you're not baritone, right? You're just like no, I was Charles. A, I was a tenor. Tenor. No, I was alto. Sorry. No, yeah, tenor. Tenor one. Tenor. This is all. This is all like foreign so you language. Got your, yeah, you got your sopranos usually Tony. ladies. Um, every once in a while, if you have a guy in falsetto, yeah, he may be a soprano, or if you have like an all male choir, but you go soprano, alto, tenor, and in your bass. Damn. Damn, see, already that's too much for me. I'm out. And <laughs> I'm out. In, I quit. In between that, you got your tenor one. Why can't we all two. just show up and sing? Why you got to be this, this, and that? Because certain people only have certain ranges, you know, so. Yeah, I guess. If you're tenor one, it's your, yeah, your falsetto only goes to a certain certain level. Oh, so then, okay. Or your bass only goes down to a certain level. So you guys hit all those notes within that um, that frame. And then your tenor twos, maybe they get a little bit deeper than you. So then they're tenor two, and then they'll work those mid to then those deeper. Mm. And then your basses will hit those boom, 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 mm. boom. Those, yeah, those, those low notes. But then they also have a nice high that will probably fit right in between that tenor two, you know, to bass one level. So it's just all levels, you know, basically yeah. like strum, strumming a key or... Strumming a guitar, you have your E string, your B string, and then you just find those voices that fit into that range. Hmm. You ever you ever look at like a like a textbook of all the muscles in the throat and all that, and then like the neck and all that shit? It looks like a spider's web almost with all the shit wrapping around and sprawling around. Mm-hmm. I never, I mean, fucking some like I think a lot of those vo- a lot of the good vocalists kind of just play it by ear and don't really. They're all just like naturally gifted, so I don't know. And How there's much the stamina, like, stamina that comes with know, them, too. Lung power, all that endurance and shit. I, I can't even begin to imagine. Yeah. So I'm like, I ain't, no, I ain't nowhere near near any of that. Not only that, you also have to have like something a little irregular in the head in the first place. Like All those artists that got a little, like, I don't know what to call it, like twinkle in the brain or something like that. They're all, they're all a little off, but not, bad, not in a bad way. Yeah, that, that weirdness allows them to... Yeah, focus in, however, on that craft and yeah, just be magical at it. I for some reason I kind of I I'd always listened to the Killers when I was younger. For some reason I kind of caught up on some more when I was like mm-hmm. traveling and stuff, and I looked in more into that lead singer Brandon Flowers, and he's he's kind of like that. Yeah, like he's almost like you would almost think like autism spectrum with him. You know, he's kind of late bloomerish. Seems like uh, raised Mormon, kind of averts the eye contact a lot, but yeah. undeniably fucking gifted as hell so thank you man it's you you never really know with some yeah I, with some of these guys you you kind of nailed it on the head there's like that it's not always like you can pinpoint it but there's that little thing where you don't really know where it is but you Spark. can tell in a group of people that they would stand out in some way maybe not in your that superficial like you just look at them like oh you can point them out but you start interacting, you go down a line of people, you you could tell, you conversate with that person, they would kind of stand out from the 
10 people you just spoke to previously, yeah. you know, in a line. So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how those statistics kind of fall. And that, yeah, it's just that, that one person. That it's a, like, stat like a, that. Like Amazon a, stat that. Amazon stat that. 28.6% chance Speaking of, of writing Mr. Brightside. Oh, man. <laughs> what was in, I wanted to talk about, because uh, Thursday was the last uh, Amazon game. It was the last Thursday night football game. Oh, and good. Just kind of going through uh, all the dumb. We got the test results back, and your cancer is incurable. Stat that. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 what? 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 Come back here. Like, there was, there was a like a slant route or something like that during the game. And it was like, oh, that was 20 yards over expected. Like, <laughs> we already have yards after the catch, which is a legitimate stat that you can actually calculate. Why do we need yards over expected? Yeah, how do you, tell me how you calculate expected. that. Expected. I don't know. How do you, you, how do you calculate the probability of him missing a routine form tackle or a shoulder tackle? Like, how does that? How does that play into it? Charles that, and I are gonna ridiculous. Charles and I are gonna lead a book burning on all analytics in football I'm in done. a few years. There's another one. Uh, I can't. I don't even remember what it means. I just heard it on a show. It's DVOA. It's like it's a defensive stat or something like that. And I am defense veering off assignment. They're just dumb. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. What is it? What does it stand for? I don't. For? I can't remember what it stands for. But I just. I I remember hearing it. And I was like, that's not a real thing. I love how angry this makes you, too. It's not a real it's thing. Gonna, it's never going away. You know that, right? These They're are only like gonna... ingredients on processed food boxes. When I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, why is it there? If I can't, yeah. Yeah, if I can't pronounce something, I don't put it in my body. I don't put it on my body. And if something sounds silly Zillion some gum. Like You what? don't understand, Charles. This is the way it is now. I hate it. You know? And you know what? The numbers hate you. And the numbers hate me. Like I like the nerds. I don't. <laughs> they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> but oh, those fucking idiots who just who never got picked. Exactly, that's the thing. It's they like want to be involved, and they get really excited. And you're just like, hold on, stop. Like I like, I like the football nerds, not the nerds that got into football. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess because they were either they played, some of them played, and they were just more smart than they were. Okay, physically gifted. Yes. But they've been in that team aspect and different things like that. So there is, I would say, some science behind some of the things they're talking about. But just some of these, yeah, just guys that have watched football all their life. And, yeah, we just need to create all these random analytics. Is We're doing too much. We can make our own if we want to. Yeah. We could become the next PFF. Uh, amount of times a center raises his head before snapping the ball on average. Boom, stat that. That's stat ours. That. We can just start looking at tip guys Tipping plays. Yeah, tip, yeah exactly. Tip plays. <laughs> we can make whatever we want, dude. And it, it's easier. I mean, it's easier since you played. You would have, I mean, we can make up something on offense, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the amount of times uh, a receiver looks to the, to, the ref, to the ref to see if he's okay. He has, gets flagged. <laughs> he has the most potential steps within a three-yard route. There you go. Over any player in NFL history. Boom, that's one. Call up Sam Munson from PFF or whatever, and you tell him you got another one. You'll yep. sell it to him for a thousand bucks. Exactly. Like, I got a new metric for you. Call him back each week. Got another one for you. you have interested? a blog for about a year yeah, and just talk about Fucking interested? <laughs> if, you, if you don't, we'll take this somewhere else if you don't like it. Steps expected. It's like trying to sell a script. You're just like, hey, we got something here. If you don't like it, we'll take it to a different studio. Mm -hmm. You like our analytic? No? All right. Well, we'll take it to Matthew Berry. Because I think at, it just so people can talk about it, because there's legitimate stats like, Today, um, in the Dolphins game, um, 
Waddle and Tyreek were the first two receivers uh, to have 1,200 yards since, or for the Dolphins, since 1984. Like, that's a legitimate stat. Yeah. Which also made me think, like, even though we think offense are so far ahead of everyone now, it's like, okay, these guys haven't even done something that spectacular. Not, I mean, obviously it's great, but there's guys that did it in 1984 where yeah. we said, hey, we're still running smash mouth, you know, football, whatever. So obviously it is difficult, but it's not something we have never, ever seen before. But then you would take that to some of these Amazon stats. It's like we just started re- thinking about this two days ago. You just got to pretend like just like what they do. You just got to pretend like you have the special numbers and special answers and other, everyone else doesn't. It's a, there's a it's an art to this thing. And then just know? bake in a nice little narrative. Why not? Then, Why not? Oh. They seem to, they it seems easy. Ladder it up with some nice fatty statistics and then Why just mm, shove it down your throat, eat it up. Before you know it, the, your stack gets mentioned on uh, undisputed. Who knows? Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get stat stat dadded, you know, all over the damn place. <laughs> I almost said stat dad. It's like this is well, we had twenty percent chance this is your dad. Seventy. Oh boy, stat dad. That's that the, is a, that's the Amazon statistics we need. Maury's gonna make a comeback. Stat dad. <laughs> <laughs> the results are in, and this is your stat boy. dad. Boy, <laughs> boy, oh boy. Dwight Howard's on the show tonight. Uh, that's your stat dad. There. <laughs> There would be a lot of angry people out there. 138 grand he owes you. What's that? Okay. Good night, everybody. Stat dad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that? We wouldn't even have to apply that to the NFL players. <laughs> just Dan from accounting. <laughs> yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick Cannon is like a prime investor in the whole thing. He's like, I got a great idea for a show. Yeah. Nick dad on Amazon Prime. What the fuck, dude? This writes itself. It's hilarious. This writes itself. Copyright Bryce Charles, whoever's listening to this. Yeah, come right get now. in. Come. Stat dad. <laughs> First, we got the stats to make this all legitimate. And then on top of it, we have the vehicle. Thank <laughs> well, you. Now we just need dads. No. <laughs> Any dads out there, oh, email man. us. Email us at statdad at amazon.com. I'm already using Amazon's. Uh, website. They don't have a choice. Yep, it's ours now. <laughs> we, million dollar ideas. This is what happens. We get together after being apart for a little bit, and we just we make millions. Yeah, I saw that Knicks game, the sixty point triple double and shit. And um, one of my make, biggest problems with the NBA is that, like, yes, amazing numbers and stat lines are happening, but a lot of people are putting up amazing stat lines and numbers. And even when something is an all timer. Like Luca's performance, I'm still not like moved by it. No, I, I just can't help but not be. I don't know. It's not. I don't hate the guy. Yeah, I feel like we see. It's almost kind of shitty to say, but we see this all the time. Not to the, not maybe not to the extent, but it's like, all right, he went sixty, twenty, and ten, and they won by like eight. He had to he, stat that. You know, he came back. They were still down. You know, <laughs> so it's like. The ISO ball shoot. I mean, obviously, he still makes plays. He's getting people the ball, but I think we kind of saw this with James Harden, and you know, to it a, almost well, to an yeah. extent, you know, obviously it wasn't sixty twenty. The rebounds is a little bit different, but it's just because Luca's a little bit taller guard. Pretty much, you know, we saw Rus- Westbrook grab ten, fifteen a night. You know, there's nice that, that kind of, that was a little that was there was right. teammates moving out of the exactly, way. Exactly, Russell I'm, Westbrook's fucking MVP year. I'll <laughs> never get over. But 
you know, but that's why I give Luca a little bit more credit because, yeah, he is actually a little bit taller guard, so he will go down there and bang a little bit. But there's, yeah, man, there's there's a little bit and um, thing how some of these guys get a little bit overinflated about how they score points. Yes, these guys are a lot more skilled than some of these guys, but also let's not pretend that the guys, just because it's a little di- bit different era, that they weren't also at the top of their game. Like you drop some of these those older guys in these era where they have better body care, where they're not, you know, puffing six during halftime, yeah. you know, or something like that. Like, yeah, some of those things would be different. But the fact that you can't hand check or little things like you can't tell me that doesn't directly apply to how they're scoring or the fact that carrying and travel, like so let's be realistic when we talk about how you know, yes, these guys are a little bit more skilled, but also we we took some roadblocks out of the way that would make it a little bit easier to defend some of these highly talented players. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just so invested, and in, I have to hope that Luca's not this great any longer. I was that I was a dumbass who was like doubting him in the draft. You know, I was like, oh, typical European stuff. I think he's a and dog. I, I definitely I, think he's I good. fucked up so bad. I have no choice but to root against the poor guy. And it's, there's nothing wrong with him. I just there's nothing wrong with him at all. I was just such an asshole to him before the draft. But it goes back to, uh, I mean, are they are they building an actual actual team around him? What what does this team do in the playoffs? I, mean, oh, we, the, I think we saw great things from him last year, but. He it has to be more than him. Yeah. Whenever you, Charles, whenever you hear the phrase "build around" in the NBA, it almost almost means nothing all the time. I heard that for years with Jimmy Butler and the Bulls. Oh, just build around him. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? No. Does that mean signing like an old Pau Gasol and just like Mike Dunleavy? What do you mean by build around? Oh, just easy. Just good. Get, just get good players good, around good. him. It's like that's what everyone's trying to fucking do. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's on it. Everyone's trying to build something. Build around someone. It's like yeah. Just it's just such like an ESPNism, you know, those phrases that originated on those ESPN talk shows. And oh, he's just does he have the clutch gene? Can you build around him? I'm like, shut up. When I think build around, I guess I look at it as, are you actually, what what is your plan? Like, who are you trying to? What type of people are you trying to get around him? Like, to the Boston, the Boston. When people were talking about build around Jason and Jalen, it was okay. We there has to be a guy who can go up and get their own shot, you know, which was what they thought Kyrie would have been, which they tried to do with Isaiah Thomas, you know that, and which that didn't work. So they blew that up and they said, "Hey, we want a guard. We we have Marcus Smart, who maybe he's not going to get us all these points, but." He he can he's gonna be our facilitator, and then he became a lot better three point shooter. So then he wasn't such a liability on offense. Yeah. So I think the, there's a little bit more direction, like trust the what was it? Trust the climb or whatever in Philly. Like that meant nothing. Trust the, trust the who or trust, trust or trust, trust the process. Trust the or client. Who's no, the... I trust the climb. That's uh, oh, I thought you said client. I'm like, who's the client? No, I trust the climb is somewhere else. I think that's West <laughs> Virginia or something like that. The Mountaineers. Trust the climb. Um. But trust the process was Philly's thing. Like, that was just, there was no real direction. They just had two good guys. on. They had Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But what was their actual game plan trying to build around them? I'm not a basketball guy, but. I'm, I'm just still. Who I, knows? Whenever I just hear the phrase build around, it's, I flip out on it the same way you flip out on Amazon. On stat analytics. That. It's just, it's one of those I things it. that just 
send me over. I don't know what it is. It's just it's too much of like hearing it from like Skip Bayless yeah. or Coward. It's like, oh, that's oh yeah, sure. Let me just pull out another star out of my ass and build around this guy. You're yeah. right. You got it, guys. <laughs> Boom. And then also, I think the the last thing of coaching, man. Like, yes, there's talented players, but coaching is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that gets lost. Like having a good staff and people that are actually going to develop guys. Like I think that's why the Heat, even though they're not making all these championship runs, the fact that they're always in it to some extent, though they've gone through a few different quote unquote stars. It's like I think Eric Spolstra is leaps and bounds as far as a coach different than some of these guys that just have some good players on the floor and are winning games. Yeah. And I think you see that in the league, too, where it's like, oh, we're just going to hire some offensive guy and you know, mm-hmm. put him with the quarterback, and all of a sudden we're just going to win games. It's like, no, nah, who's, who's taking care of your defense? Who's actually getting these guys better? It's more than just calling plays. You guys do have to get better throughout the course of a season, career, especially if they're going to be someone on your team for a while, you know? And I think that don't happen no more. It's all player-inducing. Fuck, well, knows? pretty soon it's going to be computer-induced. We have a 35.7% chance of continuing sports the way they are, Charles. I don't know if you know that. You have to take 33s <laughs> a game or else <laughs> analytically you did not play a great game. <laughs> what? Uh, that's Practice Dummies for the week. I'm Bryce Murchie. Charles Taylor. Good week. Yeah.